0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello everybody, it's Tim and today we will be talking about all of the Dallas Keuchel rumors and the possibility that he will join the New York Mets solidifying our rotation and we will also be giving our weekly awards and our winning formula for the 2019 season. Hello, everybody. Um, We're back, and today we will be missed by uh, Sal, my co host, and I will be running this solo today. So, um, before we jump into everything, um, if you are ever needing tickets, go to StubYard and use code BPN10 for 10% off your purchase. And also, if you haven't checked out, um, go check out our Edwin Diaz custom shirts. And yeah, and if you want to call into the number and ask some questions, go uh, call 845. two seven seven nine three four five and so we're gonna jump straight into um our weekly awards for this season. And yeah, so we're gonna start off with my M V P and the M V P probably gonna ha- is gonna to have to go to uh Pete Alonso in my opinion. Pete Alonso has absolutely been tearing it up um on the game against the Marlins. He's been doing amazing. Uh he had that first home run four hundred forty four feet dead center to uh Put the dagger in the Marlins and all that. So, yeah, it was it was a great game overall, and he's been having a great season, bang, well above 400. Yeah, so he would have to be my MVP for the season, and yeah, so going straight into my Cy Young, I think there's no uh, no um other this choice but the goat uh, Jacob Degrom. Jacob Degrom has absolutely been tearing it up. He's he hasn't left one single run. He pitched into the one hundred deep one hundreds, one hundred fifteen against the uh, Marlins the other day. He he's a competitor. He's been absolutely pairing it up. Opening day he shut down the Nationals. He only got two runs of support and may I mention in uh, last night's win he had a home run. So not only is he um um shutting down the Marlins offense or any other team's offense, he's also helping himself, which he didn't get met didn't get a lot of last year where he didn't get a lot of runs. So, yeah, so he definitely has to be my Cy Young. He's 13 innings strong, 0-0 zero, uh, zero ERA. And, yeah, he hasn't left many hits either. So, yeah, he's been working deep in the counts and all that. So, yeah, he has to be my uh, Cy Young of the season so far. So, yeah, I hope to see him uh, dominate in the future. And, yeah, hopefully he keeps his 0.00 ERA for quite a while. Um, Yeah, so going into um my defense player of the year, or the the yeah the year so far it would have to go to um this one's a very tough one because um there's there hasn't been a lot of plays lately but i would have to give it to a uh, Juan Lagarth. Juan LeGuard has, has been a uh, playing pretty well in center field like not he hasn't made like any spectacular plays so far or anything like that'll be on ESPN but he's been having, he's he's had to run like a while to like get most of these he's been like making all these great plays Running back to the wall, um, avoiding the wall, jumping into the wall—nothing like robbing home runs or diving. But most plays, these center fielders can't make these days. Juan the guards also has made a few, has also gotten a few runners out. I would believe, I think two, one against the Marlins and one earlier in the series against the Nationals. So yeah, he's he's been uh, doing well. He's um yeah he's been making plays most center fielders can't make at this uh, level. So yeah, um, he would have to be my Gold Glove and my Silver Slugger. I don't think there's anyone else to give it but to Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo has also been our MVP, as I said before. And, yeah, so um, he's he has a home run. He has the longest home run of the Mets this season. But, yeah, we don't have many uh home run hairs this year. We have uh, four home runs this season, one coming from our Sha si Young and one coming from Pete Alonzo, and the other two coming from Robinson Cano on his first at-bat against the Nationals and his career as a Mets and Juan Gars the other night against the National, uh, I mean, the Marlins lineup, excuse me. So um, I think we're going to have to go into our mailbag real quick. Um, we got one from Alex, and his question was, are you concerned about the Nemo, um, the Nemo situation, that, how he's been striking out all this time? And my answer is, um, yes, I'm definitely a little scared about this whole situation about Nemo. Nemo, has walked five times this season in 30 at-bats. And he only has two hits. So something's obviously wrong here. Obviously, he's not supposed to be like batting 300. But this man's batting under 100. You're batting .87. That's ridiculous. And he's our leadoff hitter. We, this this can't be happening. We need a solid leadoff hitter. And Nemo hasn't been doing the job. He's been showing he hasn't been able to do the job. He, it's either he isn't seeing anything or he's just like looking to walk every single time. He he struck out two two three two counts and this ball was easily right down the middle. He's looking to walk every single time and that's not what are, that's not what we need from our leadoff here, striking out a lot. He he's I checked out a stats last night and he his strikeout um percentage is above forty percent. That's just a little crazy for a leadoff here. and for a substitute we could easily slide in Ahmed Rosario who's batting a little over uh two fifty which is in which isn't bad. He has a three thirty uh three thirty three on base percentage, which isn't a great for uh leadoff hitter, but he's definitely been putting the ball in play a lot more than Nemo has. That that's what I can assure you. And he's also been uh, getting in some key hits like RBIs to tie the game up against the Marlins the other night. He's been playing great and I and he definitely has the speed to be the, be the leadoff hitter. So yeah, I definitely think uh Ahmed Razarya would be a great alternative for um the leadoff spot and Nemo I wouldn't say totally um sit him yet quite yet. But I I wouldn't say like keeping him at like the leadoff spot. I would put him in like sixth or seventh in the order because we have a lot of depth in our uh, lineup, so we we can't just be like keeping keeping them on the leadoff spot when we have guys who could easily be substitute in that leadoff spot. But yeah, we need his glove in the field. Like we don't obviously we have a lot of backup catches, as um we say in the previous episodes, such as Juan Magars, Keon Broxton. We have Carlos Gomez in the um, minors. We have um primarily Liriano. we have Rajay Davis. We have a lot of depth in the outfield such as uh, also Jeff McNeil when he when he's our emergency left fielder who he's been playing there quite often, but yeah. So I would say I would say if he can't hit the ball, we can always slide in someone else. Like we didn't think Juan Lagars would be a great bat this year, but he had a home run in um the Marlins game the other night. So yeah, he's he's been he's been showing he's had a quite good bat. He hasn't had the best um average, but like he can definitely put the bat on ball and that's something Nimmo hasn't been able to do quite uh, lately. So as of right now, but um, that's about all we have for the mailbag. So um, this next t- we're obviously um going a little early on schedule. We're three minutes ahead of what we're supposed to jump into, but we only had one uh mailbag question this week. So we're gonna jump into the main uh the main subject of this whole episode is the Keiko rumor. Keiko, Keiko um, um, he has not signed, unfortunately. It's, it, this is getting a little ridiculous. Any deal uh, that is above average that doesn't offend him, he should be taken at this point. He's missed all spring training, and now, like, does he just want to miss a full year? No, I think the Mets should offer him something. Like, he can't. we don't have to offer him something ridiculous because it's either that or he doesn't play. So I'd say, like, maybe, like, a $15 million contract, thirty million contract for maybe one or two years or one year. So, yeah, like, he can't be asking for anything too ridiculous. So, um, yeah, he's he's a great pitcher. But, like, he'd definitely be great for a rotation because we obviously have a little weakness in our rotation at the bottom half in our four and five, such as being Steven Matts and Jason Vargas, who have been struggling quite a bit. late. Um, so, yeah, so I'd say Dallas Kike would definitely solidify a rotation, definitely being top three in the league, if not top top of the league. So, yeah, um, last year with the Astros, he had a pretty good year. Um, he had a six point, uh, 6.73 K per nine, and uh, his his hits were a little off. But, um, that's something he could work on. But the the only thing that scares me about signing Keuchel is all is the whole fact of um him missing spring training. If if we were to sign him earlier in the year, I wouldn't be worried. But just this just uh thought of him missing all spring training, getting his extra reps in before the season is a little scary. So I think if we sign him. We don't automatically put him there. We, we um play him in some scrimmages practices and um wait a week or two to start playing him officially uh, if not we we if if um Matt and Vargas can't hold it down for those two weeks, we find him a little early, take our chances but yeah he he hasn't been he's been a pretty solid pitcher, and I would definitely love to have him on the new york Mets. but yeah so um yeah he he's had a one point three on the what which is a little higher than normal, but yeah, he has two point. He had a two fifty nine average against his opponents, which is pretty good we're um a lot lower than our three and four and five excuse me, such as Vargas and mass, as I said before um yeah, so he um if you were wondering who I would replace Keiko with, it would have to be Jason Vargas, obviously Stephen Mass is a big lefty, but he um Jason Vargas is the lefty, but I just see Steve Matz having more promise. Jason Vargas didn't have too bad of an outing the other night against Marlins, but just something I don't want to see. He left a few home, uh, runs. Matts left a home run, so it would be kind of close, but Steve Matz being younger, I would have to replace him, you know. So, um, yeah, so um, Dallas Keuchel, he's been an Asher his whole life, so maybe the premise of him moving to New York might be a little different for him, so that's why I would say scrimmage him for a little bit, but yeah, um, he, um, what's he called, um, let me just, when he faces batters, not only does he have a low average against them, they don't hit him very hard, so his hard hit percentage off his fast, or any pitch, is 28.1%, which is a little off, but like that's something what I said, That's something he could work on, but he, he overall, he's, he's been a pretty good pitcher his whole life, Um, so yeah, if we were to get him, once I said it before, it would be something great. Because then uh, that would give us depth in the later rotation. Where this would be a rotation. Jacob DeGrom, Noah Syndergaard, Dallas Keuchel, Zach Wheeler. And then we would have one one little hole in the spot, as is, as every rotation does in the MLB. So that would be great. Because something our pitchers have done that we didn't expect this year is not go late We in the uh, game. We saw them go six, maybe five, um, seven if you're DeGrom, or one of the other pitchers. But... Our our bullpen um, our bullpen has um, had to come in a lot earlier in the game than we ever expected at the beginning of the season so I think if we were to uh, get um what's his name Dallas Keuchel that would be great for the Mets as we would have a lot more depth in the rotation and we wouldn't have to worry about losing those games such as um the, uh, the game today where we could easily find Dallas Keuchel so yeah um Dal uh what else am I trying to say um, his his walk ratio is is what really impresses me. Six point six six walk percentage, which is great. Like he, that's something. Uh, Syndergaard. Uh, no, I mean, that's something needs to work on his walk ratio. So um, if he could if he could be a contact pitcher for um, the Mets, that would be great. That's that's what we need as a pitcher for the Mets. We need a contact pitcher who could just get the ball in play, rely on our defense. Um, yeah, we have a great defense this year. Um Jay Davis has shown a little bit of um concern, but um with the two errors he had in the Marlins game the other day. um if he could just be a contact pitcher for the that Mets that that would be all I would want, you know. So um what else can we talk about about Dallas Keiko? Dallas Keiko last year oh, let's go into the easier stats. I didn't explain that. Um last year he had a little bit of a down year putting up a posting a three point seven four ERA. array. Um, he's a 30, he's, he is a, uh, he was 30 last year. Um, he still has a little bit of promise in his, uh, pitching career. And, yeah, so, um, one second. Um, so, yeah, um, he had a 1.3 whip, as I said before. Um, yeah, so, he pitched in 204 innings, so he, that's something the Mets didn't do last year. We didn't have a lot of pitchers who pitched a lot of innings. So, yeah, the year before, in 2017, which is, uh, best, um, I would say his second best career, second best year in his career, Um maybe not, maybe not, maybe third. But he had he posted a two point nine ERA, right, which is very good for what we're asking to be a four or three in the rotation. So yeah, that'd be great. Um, he last year he had one hundred fifty three strikeouts, which um as I said before, if he if he's a contact pitcher, that'd be great. Yeah, and if he could, and what would be great is if he would go back to his uh two thousand fifteen self. self Excuse me, where he could, where he was a Cy Young Award and an All Star. So yeah, um, last he is also not only a great pitcher, he is a uh, great um fielder as he has won three Gold Gloves or four Gold Gloves. So yeah, we're gonna have to go into our next topic and we're gonna we're gonna go into a commercial break and see you guys and we'll get into our uh, winning formula and what the Mets need to do to win the rest of the season. Hello Diamondbacks fans, this is Chris from Rattle Up. Join me this Friday at 10 Eastern for the first weekly awards and a recap of week one of the 2019 season, including the scores for each game from week one. We will also be discussing the Diamondbacks pitching staff and how they were over the first week. The ups and downs of the pitchers that threw over the course of the week, including Merrill Kelly did his debut against the Padres and a win, and John Duplantier, with his MLB debut, and a save on that same night against the Padres. Thank you, and please tune in this Friday, the 5th, April 5th, at 10 Eastern. Friday, April 5th, at 10 Eastern. Thank you. So, um, we're back, and to end the show, we will be talking about the Mets winning formula, what we need to do to win the rest of the games and maybe the lines we should go with in the future. So I think the lines we should go with now currently should be without no, I would say with order. So I think it should be Ahmed, Ahmed Rizari bang first. Or no, bang first, yes. Pete Alonso bang second. Robinson Cano bang third. Uh, Michael, Conforto bang for, Michael Conforto bang fourth. Then I would say Wilson Ramos bang fifth. Brendan Nimmo bang sixth. Then I probably have to put um, what's his name? Juan Laguarda bang uh, seventh. Then I I would have J D Davis bang oh no I'd have J D Davis bang seventh. Juan Laguarda bang eighth and then pitcher bang ninth. But and if we want to go with the uh, strategy of putting uh lead off, double leadoff hitter we could easily put uh Brandon Nimmo at the bottom of the order where he could prove himself to be a second leadoff hitter at the bottom of the order. Which I'd be totally okay with, and yeah. But one thing we need to clean up is the errors. The errors have been going on for a little bit. Robin Kendall had one the other night. JD Davis had two horrific errors. Um, yeah. So we need to clean up our fielding, and um, as we sign Keiko, or we want our pictures to be contact pictures. We're definitely gonna have to clean up the fielding a little bit more, and just uh, work on the just fielding ground balls, turning double plays, and just feel the sense of urgency. We haven't been, like, rushing to, like, make, like, slow rollers. We've been taking our time with those. We've been uh, jogging to get the balls or to grab drops. We haven't been throwing the ball home when it was a relay or where it was close plate to plate and could have made a difference if we rushed the ball and threw um, straight through instead of hitting the close cut. So, yeah, so those are things we need to work on if we want to improve our team. But, yeah, currently we're looking pretty good, which is – um. I can't say too much more about the team. We're 5-2 and two right now. Obviously, we need to hit a little more today. We had four hits today against the Nationals lineup. Um, Syngard had a very good outing, two earned runs, one hit, six innings, six strikeouts, which is very impressive for me. I'll take that any day of the week. But we just need to learn how to hit. Chess um, Lugo hasn't been looking very good lately. So if we want to be a winning team, he had a great year last year in the bullpen, but he needs to clean his stuff up. He is known for his curveball. He hasn't been using it enough, and he hasn't been, like, putting in his pitches, he hasn't been mixing up his pitches a lot, he's been sh- just one-dimensional, he's been throwing his fastball, change up once in a while, and curveball when he wants to put a runner away, or a batter away, but he needs to throw his curveball a, a good amount more, because I believe uh, he is a top curveball in the league, I would say top 10, as a reliever, so yeah. Lugo he he struggled against the Nationals. He almost blew the game then until we brought in Edwin Diaz who saved the day for the second time and then the other day the third time. So and today he let two earned runs again, which almost which um which didn't matter because we didn't put up zero we put up zero runs which is not great. But um so but if he if we, he wants to be in the major league roster I wouldn't take him off quite yet. But he needs to clean it up. He is above a ten year rate. He's supposed to be a uh, a reliable one inning guy, maybe two, maybe three, but we we can't even rely on him to get one inning out of us without laying up a run. This is getting a little ridiculous. Robert Gazelman, Luis Avalon, those these players haven't been producing coming out of the bullpen. They've been laying up runs. They've been getting shaky. They haven't they haven't been like great pitching. We need to we need them for one inning. That's all we need them for. They they need to clean it up in the bullpen. Just get one inning out of them. Or if not, if you're a lefty, just get a few, just get a strikeout or two, and then we'll take you out. That's all we need to do. And Mickey Callaway, don't even get me started on him. He does not know how to run a bullpen. He we he lost us the game against the Nationals. I know it's debatable, but the Nationals, Trey Turner was up, who already won, who already hit a home run that day. We, there's a righty up. It's Justin Wilson. Justin Wilson already has pitched an inning, so he can be taken out. So what what do we do what do we do what do we do We have Jerry's Familia and Edwin Diaz ready to pitch. They their arms are fine. They feel fine. They, they, Edwin Diaz only pitched one pitch the day before. We keep in Justin Wilson. I think the first or second pitch, home run, game over. Mickey Cowway needs to know when to take out relievers out and when they're feeling sluggish. He needs to learn how to communicate with his players. That that's what Alex Cora did great last year. He knew how to communicate with all of his players. That's why their bullpen was great and why their starting pitching was great, why their offense was great. He knew how to communicate with them. Mickey Calaway needs to learn how to communicate with all players, not only the pitchers and the start in the starting pitching rotation. So um, what else do we need to do to uh, be a winning team? I would say other than hitting, we've, we've had a great hitting team other than today. I don't know what happened today. Maybe we didn't show up. Steven Strasberg is a pretty good pitcher. So, it's nothing too worried about. I'm not too worried about, but if we want to be a winning team, we have to have a winning record. in the. We have to have a winning record every month. I know, today today was an off day. It's fine. It happens every day or so. It happens every, like, once a day or, or, I mean, once a week or so. But, that's fine. We can't have this. We can't get swept this series by the Nationals. We need, to, we need to win tomorrow, and if we win the last game of the series, that won't put as much pressure on us to to uh, win the four-game Braves series. If we if we get swept or lose two out of three, we would have to win three out of the four games against the Braves. That puts a lot of pressure on our guys. So I'd prefer if... Um, Zach Wheeler steps up his game tomorrow, bounces back from the uh, awful first game he had, and he shuts down the Nationals lineup. I know he's going against one of the top pitchers in the league, but he needs to clean it up. He needs to – we're relying on him to have a comeback season. So if he can't do that, we're screwed. So we just need him to – we need him to pick six innings. He, he, we, we know he's capable of that, of what he did last year in the second half. So, yeah, if, if he can just clean stuff up and we win two out of three against the Nationals, we won't be pressured. We could, t- we could tie, or maybe if it comes down to the worst, we win one out of the four, but if we if we win if we lose or get swept, that would just put a lot of pressure on us, as I said before, and yeah, and if we also have to beat the uh, I believe we're playing the Twins, so it's a one game se- that's a two game series, I believe. We need to sweep too. I know the Twins got a lot better; they're contending for the AL East or AL Central, excuse me. But I think we need to uh, clean stuff up and I'm um, I'm Sorry oh sorry, um, we need to clean stuff up, and if we do what I just said and use the last we did, I believe we can be a winning team and definitely have um definitely having a winning culture and definitely be, make a run for the playoffs as we are in um first place as of now in the national league, pending on games to be finished right now, so yeah, um, what else can we talk about the um another thing we need to work on or another thing we can talk about right now is um. We have a lot of depth, and if players aren't feeling it or players are in slumps like Brandon Nimmo, we have a solid minor league roster. We should always call players like Rajay Davis. All these players are reliable. They are they are major league players. That's, we got a lot of major league talent, but we, we're we not going to use all of it. So I'd say if we just swap guys in and out of the majors and all that, obviously not put Brandon Nimmo in the minor leagues, but maybe we do actually. Maybe we clean up a swing in the minor leagues, bring up, uh, put Keon Brooks and Juan Lagars and Michael Conforto out there. And once Brandon Nimmo gets a swing down, we definitely put him back in the majors. But because he's he's doing off right now, he's batting under a hundred. And obviously last year he relied on his on base percentage was high and all that. But also pitchers have gotten better. Pitchers know the pitcher to contact you. To he he wants to walk this year. The, the, he he can't do that. If he wants to be a leadoff hitter, he obviously has to walk a few times or get hit twenty-two times like he did last year. He doesn't need to do that. He needs to get base hits. That's what we need right now. Base hits. Right now we've been a great situational hitting team. Man third, we go the opposite way, drive to the outfield. But we've been a great opposite situational hitting team. If Brandon Nimmo doesn't connect, then we don't need to hit him. We can hit him like later in the later in the order, or we can give him a few rest days to clean up his swing at practice or in the cages. He he. This is stuff that we need to do. We need to make sure all of our players are feeling it, and we have a lot that where we can come in and out of everything. So, and, yeah, talking about my league, it's my league opening day, so I um, hope you guys, if you guys made it to one of those games, hope you enjoyed it. So, yeah, um, what else? We, if we were to get Dallas Keuchel, that would be great for us. Another rumor that um we we couldn't do a full topic on, of course, but we could get Craig Kimbrell. I know I know it's a long shot. I know we have Edwin Diaz, Gerrit Familia, Justin Wilson, and we, we oh obviously bullpen isn't our full priority right now. But Craig Kimbrell is also another top name who missed spring training. He missed spring training. A top five, top three reliever. You could even argue, maybe he's the best closer. Who knows? Um. He hasn't signed yet. If we give him an okay contract that doesn't offend him, like I said with Dallas Keuchel, he has to accept it. He can't just be waiting for a Manny Machado-type deal or Bryce Harper-type deal. He's not going to get that because teams don't want to pay a man who hasn't proved himself in spring training yet. So, yeah. But if we were to get him, that would be so great for us. It wouldn't put pressure on guys like Lugo to go two or three innings or um, Familia to, like, pitch the second inning if if a pitcher can only go four. So, yeah, so that would definitely be good for us. But I'm not expecting anything like Craig Kimbrell. But it was just another rumor that was thrown out there by um a few reporters. And the Mets have been eyeing him out. But I don't think it's anything serious or anything we need to worry about. So, yeah, that's um that was another rumor that's been going on lately. But if we want to talk about something else lately, um one second. Um, the Mets have been doing pretty well. J- Jacob Degrom had his first... Um, home run, as I said before, um, our feeling has been a little cruddy a little bit, um, hopefully we clean that up a little bit, but um, there's nothing so much else to talk about, but um, other than minor league opening day, the Syracuse Mets and their um, minor league debut lost to the Red Sox, Triple A team, the Paul Sox, so um, that's what happened for A. a little minor league report for them. Um, but yeah, nothing much else is happening today. Um, obviously, um, yeah, we I would say another player who we can mix in and mix out is Keenan Brooks, and he hasn't got too many chances in the major leagues. He he's played a few games, but I think um Juan Magars definitely can't play every day and all that. So yeah, and I think another player. Oh, I, um, Tom, Tomas Nito. Tomas Nito ha, is a great catcher in everything, but we cannot keep him up in the major leagues. We have Rene Rivera, Devin Mezzarocco. Once Travis Dario comes back, he's out. He, there's no way. We called him up from A last year. He's not ready for the major league hitting. Obviously, he's a good catcher for DeGrom, but once DeGrom is out, we just took him out for hitting. We, we, his batting is awful. We have so many better players. Rene Rivera has an equivalent defense to him, and Mezzarocco has an equivalent de- defense to um, him. But we just got to take him out. He cannot hit at a major league level. He had that one home run last year. That was about it. There's nothing much I can highlight about hitting. So that's one player we need to take out if we want to be a winning team. So, yeah. So that I think that's going to wrap it up for the show today. Um, we are sadly not show uh, joined by Sal. We um, He was at the Mets home opener today, which we unfortunately lost for nothing to the Nationals, if you haven't heard yet. So, yeah. Um, if you guys haven't uh, – if you guys just joined in – um, go use go to Stub Yard for your, if you wanna buy tickets, get ten percent off your first purchase. Um, and go check out our Edwin Diaz um merchandise and all that. So, um yeah, if you if you want if you wanna follow me on Instagram, go follow Mets station. if you want minor league updates, go follow N dot and um just give Sal a follow too if you can make it today, but he he um had a lot of fun at the opening day. So, um hope you guys joined and I hope you guys uh uh the podcast um, and hope to see you guys next week and see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Amazing Mets is produced by Benson Sector. Amazing Mets is a production of the Baseball Podcast Network. Follow Amazing Mets on Instagram at AmazingMetsPodcast. Mets Podcast. Be sure to follow our hosts on Instagram as well Tim at Mets.station and Sal at Sal.mosca5. For more Amazing Mets content, be sure to head over to our website at BaseballPodcastNet.com. Follow the Baseball Podcast Network. On all their social media platforms, Instagram, at BaseballPodcastNet, Twitter, at BaseballPodcast1, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-1, YouTube at Baseball Podcast Network, and SoundCloud at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in to Amazing Mets. We'll see you next time.